The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Experience devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make your heart merry because they're so, so funny and cool. They don't often make your heart sad unless we play a sad sound, but that probably won't happen very often. We do that because it's Fun. Yeah, fun. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. As you look around you, I think you would know it's a lot sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we're people that just like to hear things and say, oh, that's cool. But on the other hand, if we want to be doers, we want to be people that are active in the word active in our pursuit of God, perhaps we will actually use this material. Also, humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? If we don't pay the next bill on radio, you'll know. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Going through that process where you go through a trial and you're trying to understand what the Lord is doing, what the lesson is, and how are you supposed to engage or respond to the Lord in that process, as well as to other people. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Or perhaps you have a praise report. You want to share it with your brothers and sisters. Or maybe a prayer request because you need other people to join your faith to petition heaven. Well, then give us a holler. You call 972-445-0770. If you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris will answer the phone, and you know you'll be sailing in the right direction, and he doesn't bite. So, so that's good, too. Also, you can text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email us as well during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, leads us to the website where we have taken down all the weird stuff. <laughs> all the stuff about my surgery is all gone. Okay. And it's all gone, so it's like back to normal. There's still those pictures up there on the sunsets that I was telling people. you got to check those pictures out. They're very cool. They're all real. I took them all with my camera. It wasn't expensive. You know, it's one of those cell phone cameras where you push the button, and then, you know, 
It's not quite that old. It doesn't go, you've got mail. I mean, it's not that old. Anyhow, the idea behind that is to check out the website. There's video. There's audio. There's fun things on there. There's different things that will encourage you and challenge you. Plus, there's a place to give. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. Now, uh, by way of announcement, I want to make sure I'm going to really encourage everybody this week to do something. We we do it on a pretty regular basis, but I want us to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More committed to the process. I really want people to be praying for one another. You don't have to go to the same church to pray for one another. You have to be, you don't even have to be really brothers or sisters to pray for one another in the sense that we pray for people who aren't saved all the time. But the bottom line is, whatever you hear, let your heart be sensitive enough so that you can respond to it and petition before for the Lord, these people and their needs, and help them carry their burdens. So I really encourage you to pay attention when people either share their needs or you hear something that's on the show and you're thinking, man, I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to ask the Lord to give us victory in that, whatever the case may be. The other thing is that next week, next week, was it this is week? They got this week. Then you got next week, which is not last week. Because this week is this week, and then next week, that's the next week. But neither of those are last week. And next week, we will have a very cool announcement. No, we're not going to give you the lotto numbers. (laughs) Captain Chris, what? I thought we were getting those. No, we're not getting those. All right. All right, let's get back. Uh, let's get back to. Let's get to our text. I will do that as soon as I can find out what I did with my piece of paper because we're supposed to be in Ezra. Uh, we're in Ezra. I think we're in Ezra. No, that's later on. First, we're in Colossians. Boy, I wish I knew what I was doing. Wouldn't that be good, Dave? Do you know what you're doing? No. Colossians, here we go, chapter 4, verse 1. So we've gotten through three chapters in Colossians, which which for me is just like a miracle. It's amazing. All right, here we go. We're going to start with this one. Uh, Colossians, chapter 4, verse 1. Masters, supply your slaves with what is right and fair. Supply your slaves for what is right and fair, since you know that you also have a master in heaven. So we've talked about this before. I want to make sure everybody's kind of on track that when the Bible talks about that master-slave relationship, it's got nothing to do with American slavery. Biblical slavery and American slavery are just as uh, similar as Mars is from Venus, other than they're a planet. You see what I'm saying? It's just a completely different animal. And so by what he's saying, and this is much more that work relationship that we have, bond servants in the New Testament times not only made wages, owned homes, and— served for a certain amount of time. It was a voluntary process that they agreed to go into, not a a prerequisite, not a forced kind of element, any forceful labor, forcing people to be slaves. Anybody who's kidnapped to be a slave, the scripture says they're to be executed. So the death penalty exists in the Old Testament for people who were captured to be slaves for the purpose of being slaves. That really messes up the American slavery theories completely. I can't do anything about that. That's not my problem. I'm just telling you what it is. And so it says, Master, supply your slaves with what is right and fair, since you know you also have a master. This is the nicest way for the Lord to say, hey, you know how you treat that person? That's how I'm going to treat you. So that's all you got to think about. It's like, wait, what? What? No, no. Here's how it goes. You need to supply these people with everything that's right and everything that's fair. Okay? Which means you can't, there's no cheating. 
There's no manipulating. There's no any of that. And how you treat them, you should be aware that you have a master in heaven. He's your boss, and he will do to you what you do to others. And you have to just stop and think about that for a second. If you are a person who takes advantage of other people and you, you treat them poorly in that capacity, you can count on that coming your direction. Sorry, that's not my, you know, people are like, we already talked about this. It's karma. No, causality karma is 900 years after Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is how you engage with other people, God watches. And in particular, people that are put into subjection to other people for whatever purposes, if you take advantage of that, God doesn't like that. It reminds him of Israel. It reminds him of what Egypt did to Israel. And God wasn't too happy with the Egyptians and what they did to Israel. Not only did they get deliverance, Israel get deliverance, but God judged the nation. It's like, okay, let's not do stupid stuff like that. And then the other part of this that I don't know why this doesn't get taught because I think people are afraid to talk about it, which is like, hey, it's in the book. I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it. If the woke culture doesn't like it, then go back to bed. Nobody wants to hear you anyway. Here's the bottom line. You're supposed to give that person everything they need to get the job done. Now, can I... Can I say that somebody who's been involved in management, managed others, and has been managed, that you don't always get the position with all the authority you need to get the job done? And I know that people know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, because you'll get this and you go, well, you don't have the authority to do that. It's like, well, how am I supposed to get this done if I can't do that? Well, it's God's way of saying, you know what? If you're going to give somebody a task, make sure that you enable them to accomplish it. Don't put them in a situation where they can't get it done. And why that's important is because it directly relates to what God asks you to get done, and he is never short in his supply. He is never short in giving you what you need to to get his kingdom work done, ever. In fact, inside you right now lives the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit abides inside of you. There is no coming short or being behind in the kingdom of God. God as our boss is the greatest boss, gives us everything everything we've ever needed. I like what John Wimber used to say about this way, way back ago, where he used to talk about whenever you're in ministry, uh, the, the, the way that God works it, it's kind of like a toolbox. And you take that toolbox wherever you go, and whatever you come across, you open up that toolbox, and whatever the tool is, that you need, that's the tool that's there, that's available. That's the mindset that God wants us to have. That's the heart that he wants us to have. Now, again, and I'll just say it once because I don't want to go into this you know, 1,500 times, people that are trying to equate this passage and these things in this culture with our culture or American slavery, they're just absolutely bonkers. It's like, this is what uh, Peter talked about, about the unlearned and the unstable. It's like, okay. You know, you get it. And, and my strongest uh, encouragement to you is not to get caught up in silly arguments, which is exactly, by the way, what the Bible says. Don't get caught up in silly arguments. Some of these things are so silly. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but just so you can be aware, somebody in Egypt tried to sue the country of Israel because after they left as slaves, the economy was affected in Egypt. That's how dumb— <laughs> That's how dumb. Then somebody countersued the Egyptians for what the Israelites lost. 
That's how dumb it can get, folks. <laughs> Stay away from that, okay? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email or not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Oh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day, but God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds, and if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power so in the meantime we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in god ladies and gentlemen that is faith now the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky that doesn't exist at all if you read this and and i think wonder julie can attest to it she tells you this is ugly this, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, what a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Quick clarification. I don't want anybody to misunderstand. In that last segment when I was talking about people that were kidnapped, the, the death penalty was for those who kidnapped people. 
And then when they kidnapped those people and tried to turn them into slaves, the Old Testament calls for the death penalty on the people that did the kidnapping. Okay? So I, if I said that wrong, I'm sorry. It happens. But you guys, you know what I'm talking about. And the idea behind that is God didn't like it when it happened to Israel, doesn't like it otherwise. It's like, okay, we get that. There you go. Here is your first Bible trivia question right now. How many men and how many women, this is not a trick question yet. How many men, how many women were kept safe in the ark? Ah. How many men, how many women were kept safe in the ark. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. Say hi to Captain Chris if you do that. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then also you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA, if that's all right with you. All right, Captain Chris, on that? All right. DE. So DNA is what you're made up. It's what you're made of. From a scientific point of view, it's like what all your stuff is that makes you up a stuffer. You see, is that great? I have a brother-in-law who is a JPL engineer that helped with the, the Mars rover landing and writing the codes and so on and so forth. Do you think I would have a better handle on how to describe things? You'd be wrong. Let me just say that. You would be wrong. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. And it's a family gathering, so there's not a lot of passing on of knowledge. That might be a nice way to put that. Anyway, so DNA, that's what we're made of. Those are our building blocks. And for the Christian, it should be these three things. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day spending time with God. Bringing your sacrifice daily into the Lord. There was a daily offering unto the Lord. There you go. That's what you got to remember. Jesus said, when you pray, uh, our Father out there in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's how you know. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. The world will take what Jesus said and twist it out of context. Just so you can know, they did that back when they were trying to, when they were crucifying him. They took his words out of context and twisted them. They do it all the time. That doesn't mean nothing. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means you are sensitive to God, but yet sensitive to others. So it's not just the entire day is just about your little universe. Yes, Dave, but I've got to get this. I've got to get this order in. Make sure it's not only about your universe. That's the easiest way to put it. Be aware of other people. Okay. All right. Like even in customer service, I'll say this. Sometimes you'll call customer service, and you know, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. You know, that person on that other line, they're not going, gee, I'm gonna really mess with this person. <laughs> My answer, I don't know. It's like that's not what's going on. All right. Be be a little more sensitive to other people's worlds. Okay. Uh trivia question. How many men, how many women were in the ark? We're in the safe in the ark. Okay. Safe means it's floating, they're in there. Okay. Might be another. All right, do we cover that? We cover that. We cover that. We cover that. Uh, if you do want to call in, you can do that, 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Let's go to the next verse. So Colossians chapter 4, here's verse 1. We'll ramp up into it and then go into verse 2. Uh, Masters, supply your slaves with what is right and fair, since you know that you also have a master in heaven. Verse 2, devote yourself to prayer. Uh-oh. <laughs> Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful 
and thankful. Uh-oh. There's two uh-ohs in this. All right? So we devote ourselves to many things. I don't know how many people are listening to me right now. Uh, some people have no longer do sports because they put a lot of politics in it. Other people are very deep, diehard, very committed Dallas Cowboy fans. Okay, that's fair to say. I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing unless it gets obsessive, obsessive. But those people are devoted to the Cowboys. They set aside time. They watch them. They know about the team. They know about the players on the team. They want their team to win. Is anybody saying that's wrong? No. But you better be more devoted to prayer than you are to the Cowboys. I think that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say you better be more devoted to prayer than you are to all the other things that are in your life that you think are super-duper important, like whether or not you get that extra package that has the Stars movies in it or not. That's not the important stuff when it comes down to it. What the Lord requires of us is to be devoted, devoted to prayer. Not that prayer is a grunge, and by that I mean, oh gosh, I've got to spend time with God. You know, he sees that. You know that, right? I'm just saying, you might not say that. And if you do say, if you do think that, just say, Lord, that's my flesh. That's my flesh. That's a bad part of me. But he sees that. And so we're supposed to be devoted, committed. We have supposed to have this commitment to prayer because it's important. A lot of people like to pray before they go to bed, and that helps them in their sleeping process. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. The Bible doesn't say you can't pray at night. In fact, it says pray morning, noon, and evening, so any of those will work. I pray in the morning for this reason. If I don't start off my day in prayer and don't start off my day in the Word, I get worse from there, and it just goes downhill. So I have learned that lesson well, to be be diligent, to start off right with the Lord. At least that'll get me in the right direction. It says, devote yourself to prayer. Now listen to this. Being watchful and thankful. There is no point in this process where the Lord doesn't want you to be aware of what's going on. He's, he's not saying that. In fact, Jesus, in his specific teaching, said, watch and pray. Okay. Well, why are you watching? Well, first of all, that helps you know how to pray. So if you see what's going on, oh, look, this is happening. We need to pray about this. So you need to be aware of what's taking place. And so the idea behind that is for you and I to be observant enough to see what's taking place around us. Now, right now in our society, we've got it. It's going in so many different directions. Nobody uh, likes each other. I think everybody (laughs) there's more division in our country now that there has been maybe, you know, maybe since the Civil War. Maybe there's even more division because it's so deep and uh, uh, political and religious and it's all of those things. And it's like, wow. Look at all that stuff. And the one thing that Christians need to do is remember that our unity is found in that we have the same Heavenly Father, we are blood relatives, and we drink from the same fountain, the Holy Spirit. So in the Trinity is our unity. The unity is to be kept. You don't have to find it. It's there. The reason it's supposed to be kept is because of how many Christians will let it go. And it's like, don't do that. Hang on to it. Because there is strength in that union and in that unity. And so Jesus in his teaching, here Paul through the inspiration, verbal inspiration process, the verbal plenary process with the Holy Spirit, says, hey, be watchful 
and pray. See what's going on and pray about it. So we've had this discussion before. Uh, a lot of people who listen to the show, a majority by far, are much more conservative, don't like a lot of the uh, agenda that's taking place in Washington. Quite frankly, I don't like a lot of things that are taking place in Washington and in about a 1,000 other cities as well. I'm not in the personal capacity to go in there with my little boinky hammer, hit people on the head and say, do it my way, do it my way, dink, 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 and expect that's going to get a result. That will not get a result. However, because I do have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I do have a relationship with him who created the universe, and I do have a relationship with him who can fold up the earth in a moment, I'll petition him and ask for his help in those cities so that his will is done and that the unrighteousness will stop shining so bright and that true righteousness, which is found in Christ alone, will shine brighter. I can do that. And that's more effective than complaining about that to people that you're driving in the car with. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've actually had this conversation. I'm not going to have this conversation. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to revolt? You're going to get a bunch of guns and become a militia? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? As a Christian, you're not allowed to do that. The idea behind this is that you petition the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Lord's hand holds the King's heart. Petition the Lord so he changes the direction of where that heart is. That, that's how you win the war. Because before this is ever a flesh war, before this is ever a, a, a worldly war, so to speak, it is a spiritual war first, which is why you're told to put on the armor of God every day. And so there you got those, those things working together. Why this is important is because you can get so caught up in the war part of it that you forget who oversees the whole thing. And it's like God's not, he's not up there going, oh my, I can't, could you believe that? They, they elected Joe Biden. I didn't even know that was going to happen. <laughs> you can't possibly believe that, right? They, they mock, I mean, the people mock Christians going, oh, you're trying to tell me God knows what's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> that's why, that's why every prophecy comes to pass as he says so. See, that's how he knows. That's how you know. That's only about 7,000 prophecies in the entire Bible. That's all. How's your record? Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay. uh, don't get me going. All right, uh, how many human beings is not the question? How many men and how many women? This is a trivia question. How many men, how many women were kept safe in the ark? That would be four men and four women, a total of eight people. So at one point, the entire world was very well split up, just like Adam and Eve in the very beginning, between men and women, just to let you know. Four men, four women. That doesn't mean anything. I just want to throw that in there. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? What does that mean? Infamous. Oh. <laughs> infamous is, is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, is not just famous, he's infamous. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7 The scripture says he will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation, go, gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine, but I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered. And oh, by the way, throughout the world, that's taking place. 